Welcome and thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in the NAHU's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. NAHU responded to a request for information from CMS this week in regard to the Medicare Advantage program. Specifically, CMS is seeking comments on how the agency can strengthen Medicare Advantage in ways that align with CMS's strategic plan. We submitted two responses to this RFI. One earlier this month focused solely on the new Medicare marketing rule, and one this week focused on other aspects of Medicare and Medicare Advantage. On this week's episode of the Healthcare Happy Hour, Marcy Buckner is back to discuss our responses. So, Marcy, as I just mentioned, we did send two responses to this RFI from CMS, but the first focused on that new marketing rule that requires third-party marketing organizations, or TPMOs, to record telephonic conversations with Medicare beneficiaries or potential beneficiaries. While we have discussed this rule in detail previously on the Healthcare Happy Hour, Can you briefly summarize this marketing final rule and the new requirements for calls that CMS consider, quote unquote, marketing calls? Yes, Dan. And the Medicare marketing final rule was quite extensive, but the pieces that really touched our members were the requirements on TPMOs, our third-party marketing organizations, which you just mentioned, Dan, and they broadened the definition of TPMOs to include independent agents and brokers. And the reason why this is troublesome for us is because there was already a requirement on TPMOs as they were previously defined, which included lead generators and call centers and entities like that. There was already a requirement on those entities to record their marketing and enrollment calls. But now with the broadening of the definition of TPMOs to include independent agents and brokers, this is now extending that requirement to record that telephonic communication. So those phone calls and extending that requirement to independent agents and brokers. The reason why this is such a concern is that oftentimes independent agents and brokers are small business owners, and they may not have the ability to put in place some of these very costly systems to be able to record the marketing conversations and enrollment conversations with their clients. Sometimes these conversations can last for hours, as you can imagine, going through someone's medical history, their finances, and and oftentimes the beneficiary is talking about their personal life as well, so that the licensed and Medicare certified agent can identify exactly what Medicare plan is right for that beneficiary. So to have to record those calls, number one, and then to have to store those calls for up to 10 years under the maintenance of record rules is quite costly. 
can also imagine the response from many beneficiaries if they're told that their conversation is going to be recorded and they may not want to be recorded, especially when they're talking about all of those really sensitive things that I mentioned earlier, like their physical health, their finances, and again, their, their personal lives. And the thought of having that information stored in the cloud somewhere for 10 years is really uncomfortable for them. And they feel as though that's opening them up for hacking or identity theft and, and other things. So there are a lot of different issues here. And when we look at the burdens for independent agents and brokers to have to put these requirements in place, It does threaten the ability for beneficiaries to be able to access licensed agents and brokers during this upcoming annual enrollment period or AEP, because we we do know a lot of agents that are saying that they don't have the ability to be in compliance, so they're not going to be able to enroll in this year's AEP if those rules are still in place. And so that, we feel, really leaves these Medicare beneficiaries open to be kind of preyed upon by these bad actors and the entities that this rule is seeking to protect them from. So that being said, what did we say in our first RFI response? So in our first RFI response, we really used this opportunity because here CMS is looking at their Medicare Advantage program, and they're asking, what can we do to make MA better? And because we had submitted several letters on the Medicare marketing rule, and the Medicare marketing rule touches on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Part D, so we submitted comments when that rule was a proposed rule. We followed up after the final rule was released, pointing out that They did not change the things that we requested them to change and why we think it's a problem and also sent subsequent letters to them as well that while we did have calls with CMS to go through our concerns, they still failed to act to provide any guidance on exactly how agents and brokers were supposed to be in compliance with this or to respond to our request that they delay that rule until they're able to meet with stakeholders like NAHU to be able to put rules in place that actually accurately reflect the business practices of licensed and Medicare certified agents and brokers in the market. So with this first response to the MARFI, this was another way for us to make that connection with CMS and submit our thoughts on the Medicare marketing rule. So we used this MARFI as a way to say, hey, if you're trying to figure out ways to make Medicare Advantage work better, one of the best things that you can do is to repeal or delay the Medicare marketing rule and those requirements that you put on independent agents and brokers that are going to put up a barrier for beneficiaries to be able to access the professionals, the licensed and certified Medicare agents and workers that are there to help them be able to make the best decision for their Medicare Advantage and Part D plans when they're entering into AEP. So as soon as that MARFI came out, we realized this was a great opportunity for us to once again, get in front of CMS with our issues regarding the Medicare marketing rule. When we did that, we also let them know, hey, You've got a lot of really specific questions in your RFI, your request for information. 
We are going to get back to you on those. We're going to get down and get really specific to responding to those individual questions. But first, we really need to respond and let you know that the best thing you can do for the MA plans is to repeal or delay the Medicare marketing rule. So if implementation of the rule is not delayed, will NAHU be providing resources for Medicare agents to be compliant with this rule? Yes, Dan, we're putting some pieces together now and asking CMS for some clarification. There are a lot of different questions that were were not addressed in the Medicare marketing final rule. A lot of gray areas that we want clarification on before we're able to provide guidance to you all that we can be confident in making sure that you're in compliance. So I know we are encroaching on one month out from the implementation date because it does have an effective date of October 1, but we are hoping for final clarification on a few items from CMS very soon so we can provide those resources for all of you in how to be in compliance with this. And we are working on another project with the Medicare marketing rule. But as a little teaser or an aperitif, we will be talking about that in our Toast of the Week. So stay tuned in this podcast for that. Now, moving on to our second letter to CMS that we submitted this week. The RFI is looking for information in five key categories. And these are also CMS's strategic pillars. Advancing health equity expanding access, coverage, and care, innovation to promote person-centered care, support affordability and sustainability, and engaging partners. Now, beginning with the first category, how did NAHU suggest that CMS advance health equity in this area? With the section on advancing health equity, CMS is really looking at ways to better ensure that MA enrollees that may be from different minority groups or underrepresented groups are able to access the care that they need. And of course, NEHU in our comments did say that we are dedicated to ensuring that all populations have adequate support to both Medicare and, and Medicare Advantage plans. But we did point out that regardless of all of these different communities that are trying to access care, that for the most part, the one thing that all of these entities have in common as they're entering into the Medicare system is that Medicare is an entirely new experience. So this is very difficult for people with all types of different backgrounds, which is why they really needed the support of licensed and certified agents and brokers to be able to help them navigate this system. So we really enforced that we believe that CMS should focus on ensuring that all populations have access to accurate and personalized information about their coverage options. Again, being able to work with agents and brokers despite where they're coming from and looking at different ways that folks in rural areas can also be able to access help and assistance in enrolling in their plans and being able to find the plans that are right for them. Part of this is also looking at ways that CMS can support the SNP population, which is the Medicare special needs plans population. And we suggested two ways that CMS would be able to do that. 
One was that currently with SNP plans, they can change plan options more than other traditional Medicare beneficiaries. This can be good and this can be bad. With SNPs, oftentimes there are some unscrupulous marketing entities that are trying to reach out to these beneficiaries and change an enrollee's plan option mid-year based on reasons that don't usually hold up to mid-year changes under traditional Medicare or MA plans. And again, this is because they're in those special needs plans. This can oftentimes impact the quality of care and benefits to that beneficiary and oftentimes it's done only to the benefit of that entity or that, uns- that unscrupulous marketing entity and not with the best care in mind for the Medicare beneficiary. So what we suggested in order to help with this unique population was to lock or freeze their accounts. Really what we're meaning by that is to put in place more requirements and a dual factor identification process before the enrollee is able to have that switch approved to make sure that the beneficiary is aware that that a change is being made in their plan mid-year and that it's not being done because of one of these bad actors. The other suggestion that we had for these special needs populations was to put tighter controls on what is called the Medicare Advantage prescription system or the MARCS system. What we heard from our NEHU members is that health plans and other entities with access to the MARCS system have login capabilities to contractors and call center operators that allow them to generate leads list based on the beneficiary enrollment data that's in the MARCS system. So they're able to share this information with really those call centers that are that ultimately become the, the bad actors. So we believe that if CMS were to reduce access to the data in the MARC system and actually enforce violations of the use of that protected information by people who are using it for marketing, that the amount of unsolicited beneficiary contacts would be reduced, and that would be a great way to be able to protect some of these vulnerable populations. So regarding expanding access coverage in care, what tools and information did NA2 suggest CMS utilize or improve upon in their pursuit to expand access? Well, of course, we believe that in order to expand access within the Medicare market, a great way to do that would be to expand access and the opportunity to work with licensed and certified agents and brokers to help those Medicare beneficiaries be able to access the right care for them. And something that we suggested was that CMS implement something very similar to what we have on healthcare.gov or through the federally facilitated marketplaces where they have a find an agent section on healthcare.gov. It would be really great if there was a similar agent referral system on the medicare.gov website. So folks that go there looking for Medicare are able to find help near them other than just the ship program that may be available in their state or by just calling 1-800-MEDICARE. Another suggestion that we had is that 
the 1-800-MEDICARE call center operators be trained in how to make referrals to licensed and certified agents in the area of that beneficiary and to include that referral system for 1-800-MEDICARE call center operators in the Medicare and You handbook so that beneficiaries, when they are either calling 1-800-MEDICARE or they go to Medicare.gov or they're looking at their Medicare and You handbook that they get to welcome them into Medicare, that there are many opportunities for them to be referred to a licensed and certified Medicare health insurance agent worker to help them, again, to go through and better access the Medicare plan options that are available to them. And what about mental health and telehealth? Did we include those in our comments? How do those factor into access and coverage? We strongly support access to mental health through the Medicare plans, but especially using access to telehealth services for MA recipients. And this is not just for mental health care, but for a lot of different types of care and visits. This also would help for many beneficiaries who need a caregiver to be present with them for their visits to help better understand the needs of that beneficiary and also help with folks in rural areas and to be able to maintain a plan for folks that are on MA plans without having to have repeated in-person visits. So this is something we think is very important for the sustainability of the MA program. Now, when it comes to driving innovation to promote person-centered care, we briefly touched on in our response, MA star ratings. So what did we say there? So when we were talking about this with our NEHU Medicare members, they reported that Medicare beneficiaries view the star rating similarly to other online rating and review scales. So kind of like how you would look when you are shopping for something on Amazon. Clients always want a five-star plan and they are upset if one is not available to them. Some beneficiaries put more weight into the star ratings than others and some carefully review what constitutes a star rating level while other people don't really pay much attention to what clarifies something as a five-star rating. But while the star ratings are an important feature to make available to beneficiaries, it's also hard to improve those in a way that will best suit all individuals since they all use them so differently. But we did point out that agents and brokers are required to explain the STAR system to all beneficiaries that they serve. So that is a way in which CMS can make sure that the rankings are accurate and that the entities that are advising beneficiaries on those are explaining them all in an equal way to help beneficiaries understand them and use them and try to use them in an equal footing way. Finally, we discussed the importance of CMS collaborating with stakeholders and engaging with partners like NAHU when implementing any changes to Medicare and Medicare Advantage programs. So similar to our first letter, we touched on marketing again here. Is that correct? Yes, we talked a lot about marketing here because we really felt as though when it comes to stakeholder engagement, a lot of the conversations that are happening about MA plans right now 
are on marketing, they're on bait and switch marketing techniques that are used by a lot of these call center entities or entities that are actually offshore, which is lead generation agencies and other types of marketing firms that a lot of times are not subject to state licensure the way that licensed agents and brokers are. So again, when it comes to stakeholder engagement, we're truly the stakeholders here. And those entities that are are not licensed, they're not certified, again, some of them are even offshore. So with the question asking about how to create more transparency and engagement with the MA programs, what we discussed was making it transparent with some of these other entities that aren't serving in the best interest of the beneficiaries and really making sure that some of the rules that are in place right now to protect beneficiaries from those groups are truly being put in place and that the voice of stakeholders like NAHU are being heard. We once again emphasize the need for resources on the Medicare website to provide information like healthcare.gov does about being able to access licensed and certified agents and brokers for beneficiaries, again, to allow for that transparency so that if they do receive a call from someone and then they try to identify them as licensed or certified on the Medicare.gov website, they're not going to find them. That transparency will be there, that they're not being marketed to by someone who truly has their best interest in mind. We also pointed out that we believe that a better collaboration and cooperation between SHIP counselors and licensed and Medicare certified agents and brokers would also improve and benefit all parties involved. And this is similar to how on the FFM, a lot of our agents and brokers that are in federally facilitated marketplace states do have some type of relationship with the entities in their states that received Navigator grants. Some states are better at collaborating than others, and we think that would be the same case here with SHIP counselors and Medicare agents in the states, but it would be a great way to be able to promote collaboration amongst the MA stakeholders, enrollees, and other advocacy groups that have the beneficiary's best interest in mind. And what steps did we recommend CMS take to ensure that the Medicare Advantage program and MA plans are responsive to each of the communities that the program serves? We said the two most critical steps CMS could take to be responsive to enrollee needs and reduce unwanted beneficiary solicitations by unscrupulous actors would be to ensure proper regulation of call centers and lead generation entities. And again, this reflects a lot of our comments that we had with the Medicare marketing rules, where we saw that there was action taken in those rules to try to regulate TPMOs, those third-party marketing organizations. And then that's where we saw where independent agents and brokers were being roped into that definition and having unneeded regulations being enforced upon them. Here, we're really pointing out that it's the lead generators and call centers that are the issue and are most often reported as the bad actors or providing misleading information. And so 
some of the most important things that we can do to protect those MA enrollees is to enforce criteria on those entities without encroaching upon what is already a very highly regulated system for licensed and certified health insurance agents and brokers. It is now time for the NHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. So Marcy, what are we toasting to this week? We're toasting to you all, hoping that you will participate in our Operation Shout. There's been an increase in interest on the Hill about marketing practices to Medicare beneficiaries. And we want to take the opportunity with our Operation Shout to educate members of Congress about the role that licensed and certified Medicare agents and brokers play in enrolling Medicare beneficiaries and the danger that some of these extreme marketing rules bring to preventing Medicare beneficiaries to be able to access the licensed and certified professionals like you that are needed to enroll them in the best possible plans for them. So make sure if you missed the operation shout in your email that you check the link in your Washington update and send your message so your voice is heard today to your member of Congress to let them know the important role that you all play for Medicare beneficiaries as we approach this year's annual enrollment period. Cheers! Thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAHU.org.